Hi everybody, this is Marlene with Miami Ghost Chronicles Stories of the Supernatural. And I hope you enjoy this new show, whether you're viewing it on the internet or listening to a podcast version of the episode. I do want to thank you for being part of my audience. You can also find links to videos or podcasts on MiamiGhostChronicles.com as well as where you can submit your story about any eerie experiences you've had which I would love to hear about. Just go to the Submit Your Story tab. Please subscribe to our channel so that you receive notification of when we release a new show. And find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This is where I usually live stream and where I give you a behind-the-scenes look at locations where new episodes are being filmed at. I also tell you about all the interesting guests that will be appearing soon on Stories of the Supernatural. I hope you enjoy the show, and I think you are all wonderful. Hi everybody, this is Marlene with Miami Ghost Chronicle Stories of the Supernatural. How are you all doing today? Well, it's a Friday afternoon for me here in Miami, and I'm very excited because I have a lady who's an author and uh, uh, her name is Monica Canducci and now Monica okay she is a respected artist author and a body mind coach she's originally from Italy and she currently lives and practices in Montreal Canada now she's a researcher in the field of spiritual paths and traditions and uh, she helps others explore and follow their healing journeys by cultivating their own self-awareness, presence, and respect. Now, she also helps her students and the clients to identify perceived limitations of dis- or dis-ease so that they can find their way to heal and realize their full potential and harmony with the world around them. And I think, um, finally, Western medicine is coming around to understanding how important that mind-body connection is is especially like what Monica is referring to as far as healing dis-ease in the body. Uh, in other words, you can't separate one from the other as far as for good healing. But anyway, how are you doing today, Monica? I'm doing great. I'm so happy of no. this conversation. No, so- I am so happy myself. It's my pleasure to have you on because this subject is, I think is so interesting. But we'll get, I know you've written other books, but let's, let's start off with your last one, which I think is, um, is the call, the one that called the fairy code. Okay. Um, and, uh, I, like I said, I know that you're into the mind body connection, obviously that, that just treating the body, there's more to that than humans as far as healing. But this last book that you wrote, um, what prompted you, uh, to, to write that book? Well, it's a, of course, it was free <laughs> because uh, it was a call. I, I always uh, felt close to this uh, invisible reality mm-hmm. that we call a fairy world or genie uh, world because fairy and genies are not the same, but okay. are quite similar. And it, it started a long time ago when I was still in Italy because I, I moved to, to Canada um, only six, year, six uh, years ago. Okay. I was living uh, near the sea and I felt attracted 
to the mountains, but not so much. And then one night I woke up, I was living at the time, I was living in a, in a nice house that was a part of, um, of a castle, a castle okay. uh, um, of 13th century, very old. So the area was really intense, but mm -hmm. so, such, a, such a beautiful um, village, small village. And uh, in the middle of the night, I woke up because I heard an extraordinary music in my living from my living room, and okay. and I was, I was a little bit shocked because I realized that we just moved there. Mm -hmm. uh, there were no television, no uh, nothing to produce music. Right, the music. Okay. And then I was a little bit. And I felt something. I wanted to go to see. I was sure that I was awake, but I couldn't move. And okay. I felt like fainting. And I felt like, like I don't know, I can't explain. The, the music the music fade out. And finally, I was able to, to get up from my bed. And I, I felt so strange. And I felt compelled to write a story. I channeled this, that story. Okay. The, the first one in, in the book, in the fairy code, there are seven tales. So it, mm -hmm. it's the first of the tale. It's not only about tales, but and it's a it's my story. It's the story of a, of a child, a little girl, who mm -hmm. felt called to the mountain, and on the mountain, finally she she meets a fairy. Okay. And fairy explain how sometimes humans are fairy people. Mm -hmm. That comes into a human womb to to born as humans. Okay. To tell people how much is important to to consider our relationship with nature and how much is important to become aware of our uh, connection with nature and with the fairy world. Okay. And so I couldn't stop. I I moved to the mountain in okay. one year. Okay. All my life changed. So I, I met uh, the man who now is my husband. We had a son there, and then <sighs> he had moved here. But then, in in the years, so many things uh, went on, and then finally, finally, uh, this last uh, year, something another opening came mm -hmm. and revealed to me the fairy code. What is the fairy code? This okay. is a the connection uh, so uh, finally i decided to publish this book <laughs> okay good and i know sometimes that it takes a while like you said years when you have this information or these experiences before you have the opportunity or are even ready to produce the book i know that exactly and then it uh, it was a long time because it started uh, more than 20 years ago so okay. it was a, it was a kind of journey for me I collected so so many things and and many tales uh, because uh, it's a, my way of writing is a kind of channeling something like okay, uh, okay. It's like I feel I feel this uh, powerful uh, stream and I have just to sit and uh, go into this so finally right. it's complete. <laughs> Right, because this is um, you've other, you've written prior books that have to do with healing and yeah. the body mind connection. Yeah. 
And let me, do you think that as far as the, the fairy code is, do you think that sometimes part of disease or what happens to people in their bodies, is it because they, they lose touch with nature? Do you think that's part of it? Yeah. I think definitely this is a part of the journey. Uh, I mean, uh, the fairy code is about uh, how to recognize uh, our nature, also in touch with nature, also uh, recognizing what the elements of nature are okay. in, our, in our body, inside our body. So the structure itself of the human being as a part of Earth, so the part we perceive as physical, and then there is a part of water that is our emotional side, but also the liquids in our body. And then there is a part of air that is the air with, with breath, of course, but is mm -hmm. also our mind. And there is a part of fire that is our will, but also our energy. And and I'm very aware because I have a scientific a scientific background. Also, I'm not just an artist, but uh -huh. I okay. both uh, backgrounds in my life. And so I'm, I'm aware of how much our thoughts have an impact on our emotions and how much an emotion become uh, a, a change in the, in a, in a chemistry of our body, in, 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 in the function of our body, in the substance we, we have in, 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 inside our circulation. So it's all about this connection, how... Uh, our body shape actually okay. uh, or or can determine our attitude and so this is my research do you um because i know that a lot of times what goes on in the person's psyche their yes. mind their emotions yes it's manifests in the body exactly okay and um I know that sometimes, and you, you tell me if you agree with it, sometimes people, besides losing touch with nature, they lose touch with what's going on inside of them, their emotions and their psyche. And then when you have that disconnect is when you start seeing things in the body and um, sometimes yes. they take pills, they treat it, but they don't address it, in other words. Have you come across that? Uh, I had this, so many okay. Episodes in my life that actually are all described in the other book in Turn to Heal, and just mm -hmm. in case, well, maybe we 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 can make a connection. Um, I'm not against uh, what we call our Western medicine. Right. Of course, I think there is uh, uh, something specific we can use in specific moments uh, of, of our life. Mm -hmm. The point is, when we lose when we lose contact with ourselves, then we lose contact with our inner resources. Yes. So this is the problem, and it's not because we have to stay. Of course, I'm so happy to be in the country, but sometimes I have to go to the city. Sure. So I'm very aware that we we are living with technology. We have to integrate this mm -hmm. work uh, different uh, dimension in our life. But the point is. Uh, bring awareness and presence to ourselves so cultivate constantly this kind of awareness and and become aware of how, of how much we we can uh, draw from our resources before to run to pills or yeah. 
sometimes we need both of course right i'm working with all i i never tell people oh don't take this medication right. i'm i'm not a doctor i mm -hmm. believe strongly that everybody has his his or her personal way to and, and and to 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 deal with illness, sickness, or uh, or disease. So uh, it's not a matter of judging what is good, what is bad. It's just uh, to become more responsible. So I went through different kinds of, of uh, right. diseases in my life, and I was really lucky because I always found a way to uh, restore my health, to come back, or mm -hmm. or to move forward to another form of um, health okay and, uh, and this is my my commitment I love to transmit this to people I love to do this uh, with all uh, every every kind of art or healing uh, um, path because I believe we can we can do it doesn't matter if we need medication if we need surgery it's okay it's always okay because right. it's, it doesn't have to be one or the other it can be both exactly. and, and then we have to the most important thing is what we believe because mm -hmm. beliefs so uh, I know if I was forced uh, if I were forced to do something against my beliefs wow this this would be the, the, mm -hmm. the worst thing I, I, I can do for myself right but I, it's 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 true for everybody so if some of my friends or clients or uh, students, they feel they need this or that uh, way, it's okay. For me, it's oh, everything is okay. They have to believe in what they are doing. Exactly. Without belief, it doesn't, people, they, they don't buy into it. it, it they have a hard time. I, let's, yeah. let's face it, we're the centers of our own universes. So when, for us to, I think, to really integrate and, is like you said, you have to believe it. That's where it starts yeah. from. Because if you don't believe it, there's always that doubt. Yeah, this is self-sabotage. There are so many things going on when we don't believe totally. This is a key, a very important key. Because we have to, uh, in, in some way, we have to imagine. We have really to not just visualize, but we have to feel in advance uh, mm -hmm. what we can get from, doesn't matter which path. But if right. we don't believe in what we are doing, it's become strange. If I don't believe, uh, then how I can think I will be better, I will feel better by doing this. So first, tr find something that resonates with you, really. Exactly. Or make, <laughs> in some way, make yourself believing in what you you are doing because it's, it's not Sometimes it's not easy, but sometimes it's a matter only of connecting in, in the pro appropriate way. So this is uh, my suggestion, first, first of all. <laughs> Let me yeah. ask you, Monica, have you had clients that after they start working with you, they've had breakthroughs? Because sometimes people, they spend years taking pills. In other words, they're, uh, they're treating sorry, the I disease, but they don't, they're always there. They, they, they never... Eat, they never get beyond their symptoms, in other words. Yeah, this is the, what I do and what is, seems to be very successful for my, my uh, students. Or I, I love to, to call them students sometimes because I, 
I feel that is something I'm I'm teaching them because I want to teach. I I, I would like to have the magic wand, but I can <laughs> teach people how to create their own magic wand. Exactly, so, exactly. Point, yeah, the point is, um, yeah, for sure we can. I I had so many people discovering, uh, finding their path to heal, mm-hmm. and it was amazing because it's it, it usually it is a matter of connecting dots. finding really the missing link and sometimes it's a matter of really a matter of words because uh, we use words constantly to create uh, evoke feelings and emotion and thoughts and scenarios Mm -hmm. and this is so powerful so what i love to do is help people to become more aware Mm -hmm. of what they are telling constantly to themselves because sometimes right. they're not aware and they they keep they they keep their identification with their disease just because yes. they force the idea of this just with words or with the mental imagery and this is so powerful so when we mm-hmm. can turn this into something constructive positive for us Wow, this becomes so powerful for healing. Yes, yes, because I, I, I imagine, and I'm, I don't know if you've run across this, that sometimes people have this inner dialogue, like you said, what they tell themselves. Exactly. Almost they, they become their, they, they think they're helping themselves, but they're not really helping themselves because they're reinforcing. Exactly. The, the, they are reinforcing the these ease. Yes. Instead of, well, this is what our unconscious, and this is also something I point on on the fairy code because mm-hmm. actually what I explain to my readers is that it uh, doesn't matter if you believe in fairies or not. Okay. Um, the studies, I all the my research and if you if we really go into fairy tales we discover that the, the language between humankind and fairy kind, mm-hmm. fairy word is is really an, a language made of images. Okay. And why we have to be clear when we make a wish. Okay. But it's so it's so interesting to see that this is the same language our conscious and unconscious sides of the brain use to speak with each other. Yes. So the rules to be in touch with the, some benevolent fairy and mm-hmm. ask them to help us, or genies, like the genius of the lamp, okay. are the same, almost the same, we can use to to create the better communication within ourselves and with people around. So, um, so at the end, this is really powerful because I, I always remember, and it, I have a, 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 a kind of story, but it works in Italian. And in but English, go ahead, see if you could, that's fine. I, uh, in, in, in Italian, we have just one word that mm-hmm. is vita. Mm-hmm. Uh, that means both life and um, waistline. Waistline, mm-hmm. or okay. waistline, the space in between our rib cage and our pelvis is called vita, like mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And um, I have I have a friend and she wanted to write a letter to her guardian angel or the fairies or because she needs more more money she needs more money. and I explained her 
be really careful because you have to find the right words to ask for more money. Uh-huh. You have to create an image. And she, oh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Then after two months, I call her and I ask her, did you get the um, income increase? Did you earn more money? Oh, no, I'm so sad it didn't work. So uh, what, what, what is the change? Did you get any change in your, in your life? Oh, yes. I, I, I put on some weight. Uh-huh. And it went on in my waistline. In my, I told her, look, but what did, what did you ask? Oh, I asked more abundance in my life. Okay. Uh-huh. More abundance in my vita. So... Her yes. angels, or her guardian angel, or her fairies. Gave her what she <laughs> so, so, and this is the point. <laughs> if you use the, the wrong words, mm-hmm. it gives you another result. So, so this is the reason why I always suggest, if you don't feel good, say, I don't feel good. Because fairies, like our unconscious, they don't understand the negation. Mm-hmm. Because when you... When you um, uh, how, how you say, uh, deny something, you have to evoke it first. Right, if I exactly. say, don't think of a pink elephant dancing in your living room, immediately your brain Thanks. evokes a pink elephant. Ah, you're right, you're absolutely <laughs> right. So, never, don't, don't say, I feel bad. Okay, you feel bad. And so say, I don't feel good, because so in this way, your brain evokes good. Yes. And so it's, it's like, okay, this is what I want to get. I don't want to keep feeling bad. I want to feel good. I don't feel good now. But mm-hmm. So to say, it, it's not, uh, it's not um, so obvious for people, because sometimes, uh, you know, we are not aware of this. Exactly, so, exactly. We use certain words, the first things that come to our mind. But you made a very good point that sometimes we use certain words and we don't realize, like you said, you're talking to your subconscious mind, which is going, taking it all in like... Exactly. And And you taking the exact meaning of the word even made... Exactly. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Sometimes it, it happened to me so many times to find the key helping people uh, really to, to heal from from uh, serious disease mm-hmm. just because we found the the sentence they were keeping in their background mind without mm-hmm. being aware of how much this sentence this word could affect their health it's it's incredible yes. and so this is this is something I I explained fairy code because um, maybe maybe who knows maybe really we are surrounded by fairies. This is my mm-hmm. reality, totally personal because this is my experience, and I can feel this presence. But maybe it's just me. Maybe it's not just me. I believe in them, but I can't force people. Right. I, I, for me, it's not mandatory to believe in fairies. Let me ask you something, Monica. Did you ever come across any of your clients that even though, let's say, they came to you because they had some type of illness, something that they were, like you said, taking medicine, but it's just holding the disease. Did you ever find that sometimes they were afraid of the change of not being sick? Yeah, this is the, the first, <laughs> the first big obstacle because when mm-hmm. 
because sometimes a kind of, any disease can give us a kind of a, we, we, we become reassured. Mm-hmm. It's like it, we identify with this. And this is, okay. a, this is what I learned from um, an amazing, amazing uh, healer from Uzbekistan. She was one of my teachers. Uh, her name was Abiba. She passed away, and mm-hmm. she was uh, incredible. Uh, her her um, first uh, approach was always okay. uh, telling people how to turn to heal. Because she 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 used to say, "Look, um, think of the illness like a visitor. Okay. So a visitor knows you." If you turn and change yourself, you change, you transform, mm-hmm. then the illness can't recognize you anymore. And so it lets you free because... It right. Goes... And I found, yes, this is inspiring. And this is the same point. Uh, sometimes we are so attached to our wounds. We are so attached to our illness, our diseases, because it, yes. it's like a status. It's like something to show. And we are not aware of this, of course. It, nobody's ha- it, it, it is happy to exactly. have this or that disease. Mm-hmm. But the point is, never say, I am. Always say, I have. Always okay. for disease, it's, it's much better. Because yes. if you have, you can, you can also get rid of it. That if difference. you are, it's a little bit tricky. Okay, so it's, it's it's subtle. But absolutely, exactly. And you said it. It's the difference between choosing one word versus the other. Yes. Can make a big difference exactly. versus something that you have versus something that you are. Exactly. <laughs> this is the big point. difference. A b- big difference because that thing that, that part of you are is like you are taking, you're becoming that. Yes, exactly. And I imagine that at some point when you don't want to it's like are you trying to get rid of yourself like in other words it makes it more difficult when you don't want to be sick because are you saying to yourself i want to cut away part of myself yeah Yeah. but but, but let me tell you something what you said that thing about which what that mentor explained to you about being like a visitor and that it no longer recognizes you exactly the disease is like a visitor and it comes for, for you like you are now. Yes. So if you turn to something else, you turn yourself into something else so mm-hmm. that the disease cannot recognize you and it goes away. It's like a visitor. It doesn't find you anymore. So right. why stay with you? I don't want you. I want you your previous version. Right, I'm not whatever. Interested. Go away. So it's, it's really interesting because it's like uh, it's a way to look at disease like uh, lessons like something having a treasure inside but it's mm-hmm. something you ha- you can let go also because yes. uh, there is something you can learn from a disease but then when you learn the lesson why you have to keep it you can let it go right so i i um i had a cardiac arrest in <gasps> And yeah, I had a, it was a, an, ama- an amazing experience because I had a near death experience. I was about to say the cardiac arrest. Like, did you did you have a near death experience with that? Because that's so you're very it young. It was really <laughs> incredible. It was a yeah. I'm I, yeah. I'm I'm young, but uh, it was because I I did it, I was so stressed and I was out of my path and I didn't realize I was okay. so far away from myself. It was just nine nine or. Oh, 
less nine years nine years ago exactly nine years ago uh-huh. well and then um, I was alone at home and um, I come back to a meditation powerful meditation after one year I was uh, avoiding myself really um, and then I realized something during the meditation but I was lying on the floor and I was not in really in touch with myself not in a good health I was too much stressed so when I realized I had this powerful insight I jumped up I suffered previously from um, fibrillation but it was not serious so in that moment for a lack of uh, blood pressure I felt wow I couldn't I couldn't uh, manage this wow. and and then I saw the tunnel the light everything oh. <laughs> I had this amazing experience I want I came back and then in that moment I felt my heart in fibrillation and I felt my heart stopping oh my god and I had this crazy thought like oh so it's not it's not you you don't die immediately when your heart is oh coming. my god <laughs> well, I was waiting for this heartbeat and it is not coming okay so and finally and finally I I was in in the in, in, a, in such a magnificent magnificent place and 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 I had this incredible experience of the afterlife from the afterlife finally not just oh. Janet and when I came back I I did I was so excited for the I I took time because I had a powerful headache but I was so excited of this experience mm-hmm. and insights and this and that I didn't realize that there was a brain damage it was very light but there was a damage and then I was separating that period from my my husband and mm-hmm. they came together but he actually he understood that there was something not normal with me okay I, I was not able to speak properly I was not able to read numbers I really I forgetting everything and then the most important thing was that I couldn't sleep because every time I relaxed to sleep my body started to have convulsions I didn't realize so I took one week to go to the hospital and okay. they told me oh you are epileptic you are epileptic <gasps> And so what? they told me, you have to take medication for the rest of, a li- of your life. You can't drive, you can do... Wow, it was so powerful. I, I couldn't believe it. I met a nurse, a friend outside. I was mm-hmm. shocked. And she told me, no, 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 don't take anything. No, I'm, I'm not going to take the, the medication. I right. don't want And she told me, no, no, go give your son to your husband for a week and sleep. Just sleep. I can't sleep. Right. But then I found a way with, with a mental imagery. Uh-huh. I found to manage this and in a few months I recovered totally so now my brain is perfect and and so I didn't have any more you can't say that uh, but that was they were quick so quick to give you that diagnosis which would have put you on meds and wow they are it was in Italy but then then I had other EEG I had other exam after a while also because my husband is a neuropsychologist okay 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 and and no trace of my epilepsy so you you see how much is easy to label something and and how much is easy if you trust your resources and of course 
to have uh, uh, having beside me a neuropsychologist made me feel much better. Oh, <laughs> of course, of course so, absolutely. But, uh, but, you know, this is just one uh, of my adventures with my own health. And I can tell you, it's not so easy to recover. But I never thought I am an epileptic. Okay, this is... But that was, that's how, that, I, I can't believe... Because, I mean, I understand you had all these symptoms, but my God, that's that's a very, like you said, you couldn't drive. I mean, everything would have changed for you in your life. Yeah, because they, the exam they took at that moment, they showed my brain was totally, <laughs> was not happy to, at all. But yes. then in, in a few months, I recovered totally. Right, right, right. I believe, of course, in our inner power. Of course, it was my choice. I'm a kind of strange, weird being. <laughs> but I want always to give a try. Mm-hmm. You understand? This is my attitude. I'm not telling other people, stop taking, taking medication. No, no, it's not my way. Right. But it, it, it was my way to, to face, to deal with, with this when it comes to me. And I, rem- I, I remembered the words of my mentor. And so I thought, okay, so... I understand I am I am a crossroad I am at crossroad I have to turn to heal I mm-hmm. I betrayed my nature and okay. this is the reason why this cardiac arrest arrived every everything happened and then nothing else happened my heart is perfect my brain is perfect so it was for a purpose Okay so so for what you're telling me is something was going on like you said you were at a crossroads Yes. And you weren't taking the hints that of the changes you needed to make, and your body said, "Wait a minute, we're yeah, going to exactly. do something really drastic and get your attention." Exactly. This <laughs> okay. is well. This is what I learned from my experience because this is also what I, um, yeah, I, I, I believe in congruence. I believe in consistency. I believe mm-hmm. that. I can transmit what I am. If I didn't embody first what I want to teach, right. how I can teach? I exactly. Can. So this is uh, the, the four elements integrated into, this is spirit and body together. This is what I believe. This is our body is the instrument to uh, express our spirit here on earth. Then there are other realities but the training, the, the gym is the body and is sure. these words. So I'm sure that you must have come across clients that because, like you said, you you recognize exactly, like you, okay, there's something, I'm at a cross, I, I have to make this change. Yeah. But I'm sure you've run across clients that they don't get it. In other oh, words, maybe they've had some type of crisis in their health. But they never get to where you went to immediately, which is something's going on or something has to change. And maybe they come to you and I imagine at some point, do you tell them that you do you need you need to do some introspection as to maybe why this happened? Yes, this is the reason why I have I I take really, really a few clients. I. Of, um, I'm a body worker, so I work with structural integration and movement a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, because I believe really the body is like, uh, yeah, it's like the the external, <laughs> the, the the manifestation, the tangible, the manifestation of what we are inside. Right. But that it takes a lot to 
to in, be so much intros, introspective to even to will to find what is going on right. and this is the reason why i i have really really a few clients and uh, i i leave them free to choose their level of uh, right healing because sometimes it's not time sometimes it's just because you want just to 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 heal a little not too much right everybody's on their own pace at their own speed i imagine exactly and and you know from a spiritual perspective and this is what i i love <laughs> right also, also in my near death experience i understood that everything is good if everything at the, at the end there is really uh, no judgment on the other side mm -hmm. there is not uh, a punish uh, punishment there is no yes. at the end also life is so relative of course we have people around and they they can be very sad if we go before, <laughs> before a, a lifetime but you know uh, it's it's uh, it's really everything is relative so sometimes we are sad because oh he or she didn't make it well no maybe maybe at the end mm -hmm. they they really made it but true uh just passing the threshold between life and death who knows right in other words and, and you make a very good point in other words making it maybe for them they made it like you said yeah. let's yeah. say that they their their line their finish line was for example 40 years and a lot of people will say oh that person didn't make it but like you pointed out maybe their original yes. time was that time that they did make it exactly they did make it and maybe they were here to learn exactly. a kind of experience, and so they they did it. That doesn't. And sometimes, you know, I sometimes I host ghosts, <laughs> so sometimes mm -hmm. I I really feel their presence, and I feel them okay. live a part of their experience, a part of something they couldn't uh, integrate, really passing the threshold. Okay. And it's like uh, it's like they need a, a kind of time. Uh, in the middle mm -hmm. and it's it, and this is so f strong so so intense such a su such an intense experience um, okay. to find uh, how sometimes also things that we judge uh, addictions like with oh this is not good this is okay but for some people is their way if they cannot do anything else right uh, to be we have to be we have to cultivate empathy and uh, and no judgment no judgment we can't be judgeful with oh others. absolutely it's um especially like what that example that you said about addiction yeah. i mean it it, it it is yes okay there's the addiction that the body has but there's other things that go on as far as with emotions and your psyche yeah. that Yes, and sometimes we are addicted to, to our own emotions. Oh yes. Sometimes uh, we we find unconsciously um, episodes uh, and people making us angry because we mm -hmm. don't know how much we are addicted to our anger. Yes. So it, it's really subtle. Sometimes we are not. Uh, this is what uh, what I like of uh, some spiritual masters I met uh, when they they told me uh, freedom. Freedom is uh, is not to be free from rules. Is to be free from our ego. Wow. This, yes. This, it's true. 
ego is what what we identify uh, ourselves with and, and this is our addiction this is our bigger addiction because mm-hmm. we are addicted to ourselves we, we want to be all the same all the time and 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 maybe it's not the best way it's like to, well the thing is that let's face it we're ego driven you know a person that's that's in other words to tell somebody they're going to lose their ego they think they're going to lose themselves um yeah yeah this is the the confusion yes because i understood this no yeah okay our our self-consciousness must must become our essence because it is our essence we can keep our consciousness of our being of our nature that is unique and we can tame our ego because of course on our, on this planet we need an ego because we have to distinguish from each other we need an ego to do this right but, no that's... but we can tame it we can definitely give our ego rules from our consciousness this is the point and this is freedom right and 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 yes <clears throat> and, and i agree with you because Usually people that live their lives, like their egos are the ones that are running the show, they yeah. run into a lot of problems <laughs> because, yeah. you know, your ego is, doesn't care about consequences and, uh, yeah. Well, I, I love the, really this, um, metaphor, ego is a, is a horse. If you have a horse, you want to use it. You want to keep it in a good shape because mm-hmm. the horse makes you it's powerful. It, it makes you um, able to, to do much more uh, road. You can you can right. travel much more and, and it's faster. But then you don't want your horse uh, bringing you around when where he want to go. Exactly. No, we don't have to leave the horse free to do just what he wants. No, we have to be the, the driver, the rider. Exactly. So exactly. This is the... This is the, the, the how you say the relationship so our consciousness uh, if we the more we can cultivate self awareness presence and and present to ourselves to our true nature and right. the more we can recognize where where there is where our ego is we, we can have also a strong ego doesn't matter but we mm-hmm. have to be aware of this yeah Exactly, and, and and I know a lot of people. They, uh, when you tell them something like that, it's like, yeah, the, like, like you said, you have to master it, or if not, it will master you and basically run your life into the ground. Exactly, and this is not functional because you imagine. No, it is not. It is not. It is not. It is. It is. It. it, it it's. It's. It, it. Eventually, it becomes very destructive in your life, and depending on in different areas, when this you live your life based on ego only. Exactly. So this is our bigger addition. <laughs> oh just, yes, of course, just, of course. Uh, become attached to to what our ego wants to represent, and maybe it's not functional. So maybe just we we have just to go a little bit deeper and and understand who we are really. And it's my respect. Yeah, I think that that thing of self-understanding or self-knowledge, that's a lifelong thing. I, even no matter when you're old, you're still learning. We change. Even though we're the same, we change because... I, 
you, you know, uh, speaking about fairies, it's like the secret of uh, eternal youth. <laughs> mm-hmm. When you, when you, what, this is what I, I, I feel because I'm, I'm more than 50 and I feel uh, uh, every, every day I feel better than the day mm-hmm. before. I wouldn't not come back to my 30, 30s for any reason. <laughs> I feel the more go, I go ahead and the more I, I gain self-awareness and right. the more I dance better, I feel better. It's like, uh, and what I feel is like, okay, probably this way of uh, living in touch with myself and helping people to be in touch with themselves also, it's, it's really a key to health because what I feel, as I told you before, I can't. Mm-hmm help people to heal if I don't feel good, if I'm not Of course, healthy. of course, of course. But, so I think managing without dealing with our ego is a good way to keep ourselves young also. Yes, absolutely. Of course. Let me ask you, Monica, what was it a mentor? Did you have an experience as a child or as an adolescent? When was it that you realized there's something here as far as the way we are, uh, the, the how powerful our mind is and our psyches as to how we feel and vice versa. In other words, everything is interconnected. Yeah. Uh, was it, what, how did you turn on to this or was it that event that you said that happened when you were living at no, that location? It happened much, much earlier because I think, I think I was born like this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had I have so uh, so many memories of, of myself as a child, very very young child, mm-hmm. and uh, I felt always in touch with every living being. Okay. But not just living being. For me, it was also stones. <laughs> it was okay. everything was like uh, okay alive, and uh, and so I was a uh, animal rescuer when I was six. Uh, I I always what. I'm, oh, I was always involved with nature in some way, mm-hmm. but um, and then I start writing and drawing and uh, very 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 young, and this kind of spiritual call uh, drove me um, always. I, I have no memories of this starting because it was it was always with me in some way. Okay, okay. Because I remember I was wishing, I was a child and I was wishing to, to meet a, a spiritual master because I was not satisfied with our right. <laughs> church. It was a little bit narrow and speaking with the priest. Right. When I was, uh, finally, I was finally eight, 18, 18 and he told me, look, I think oh, as you, I think you, it's, it's too narrow for you. <laughs> So yeah, he realized, okay, yeah, you're getting go, beyond me. Go and speak with this friend of mine. He's a priest, but he's in touch with Buddhist uh, mm-hmm. Sufi people, uh, Kabbalists, and this and that. And, and so finally, I start uh, to to dive into all these uh, different mm-hmm. paths. And it was, ah, oh, finally, yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Yes. But I'm sure, let me ask you, what advice would you give to most people? Really, some people, like you said, start out as their children, but that self-knowledge or that integration, you can do that at any age. It really doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. There is no age. Every age uh, is good. What I, I suggest to everybody is uh, always, always look for good grounding and mm-hmm. good orientation. Okay. I mean, uh, we are... 
stalk like a tree. We need to be very well ground mm-hmm. in order to be able to aspire higher. Okay. So it's a, it's a the, the the biggest illusion is uh, thinking that we to be spiritual we have to cut off our body and uh, our uh, yeah our material side like physical. So right. I, I, I met so many people really um, doing horrible things to their body, thinking that right make themselves m- m- more. To integrate, my one of my spiritual mentors used to say, "We have to, if we want to walk, we need two feet. One right. is like I, our our physical mm-hmm. uh, side, and the other one is the spiritual. Of course, we have to nourish both. So we have right. really to respect ourselves, and we are all different. We are all different. Uh, of course, we we like to identify." ourselves with a label we like to be i'm um, i'm a vegan i'm a meat eater i'm this and that no you have to find your own specific right. path maybe this is good for you maybe this is good for 100 people you know and not for you you have to uh, to understand who you are what your body needs right what emotional side and and mental side and spiritual side need and it's not uh it's it's really different because we are all different so mm-hmm. we are all the same but we are all different so right so the one size fit all that's not a good idea and yeah it's, it's uh, we, we can do something just because uh, this is uh, the tendency right. that, and uh, we have to we have my spiritual mentor was used used to say you have to experience there is no other way mm-hmm. you have to experience if this is good for you wow this is powerful right. it's not just if I believe something, I believe because I experience or because I experienced 10 things telling me I'm made this way. So I believe that things is good for me because I know how I'm built. Exactly. So it's, it's a way of, yeah, we have to understand more about ourselves. Right, and, 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 you're, and you're absolutely right. What works well for somebody does not work the same for another person because they're different. doesn't mean that it's not a good thing, but sometimes I find yeah. sometimes people, and I don't know if you've come across this, where they want their hand to be held and to be told exactly what to do. And it's like, yes, I can give you instruction, but ultimately you're the one inside your skin, so exactly. you're going to have to fashion something that works only for you. Exactly. This is the point. Awareness, awareness, presence mm-hmm. and awareness. And so what I suggest always is be respectful and always think of this double direction. This is a, There okay. is something bringing us from the earth to the sky and there is something from the sky to the earth. And this, our body yes. is this way. Gravity matters. So when we are aligned in a, in a good alignment with gravity, we move... And then the body is free from restrictions, and this is healthy, but not just physically. It's mentally. It, it helps mentally uh, to be to be more in touch with the environment. is is It's really important to be aware of all the relationship between, of course, ourselves and ourselves. Yes. Inside. Also, what's 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 outside and the way we are in touch with the surrounding world, because uh, at the end, it's a matter of perception. 
the way I perceive the word, the way I react to the word, mm-hmm. and then again, and then if I can change my way of perceive some things, yes. well, I can change my behavior. But Absolutely. it's really like players, all, all interconnected. It's fascinating. Let me ask, well, let me ask you, and I'm sure maybe you've come across it also, that nowadays, because everything is so fast-paced, everybody's trying to multitask. Yeah. Do this, do that at the same time. And while you're doing this, you're thinking, I got to do that. And and then we're exhausted and then sleep and then hurry up, wake up. And then, and I think that sometimes that's why people lose that touch because they don't spend enough, just even a little while with like calm, like let me think things about things because there's always something that they have to do. Yeah, and this is something that cut off totally ourselves from presence because when we are okay. multitasking of course we are really in the mind and we we cut off our body from this and this mm-hmm. this is you know uh, there are some new researches um, demonstrating how much pro- proprioception so the perceive the, the ability to perceive our body in space okay. is related to pain but uh, uh, this means that the the less we perceive ourselves, and the more the pain increase. Wow. So actually, it's true that when we feel pain, we try unconsciously to cut off the part of the body that is making our feel uh, ourselves feel uncomfortable. But at the end, this safety mechanism become a trap. Yes. Because then we don't want to think of this, we don't want to feel, we are so much in our mind. And yes. And then, and then it exposes us to pain, actually. So, multitasking okay. uh, can, be, can be really, really mm, tricky. And I know the problem is communication is so fast. There is yes. Facebook, Instagram, and this and Yes, that. email and, uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and oh my god and then we are always looking 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 watching 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 and and so we become less kinesthetic and this is another problem for for our health mm-hmm. so, or we can cultivate really uh, the ability to stay in touch with our body and it makes us ourselves it makes us more open to spirituality actually right because like you said there's I think sometimes with that multitasking is that your mind never has quiet time because you're always thinking, like you said, you don't have the time to feel like when it's in your body or think, just, just like think there's always the doing thinking as in, I got to do this, I got to do that or, or I got to prepare. And like you said, the thinking is, and then maybe your body's trying to tell you something, but you're like, be quiet. (laughs) I'm not ready for that. (laughs) I'm too busy. Yes, exactly, exactly like this. And then you don't have feedbacks from your body because the body at a certain point stops to tell you. Right. And then this is the moment in which it's very easy to lose our health. <laughs> sure, sure. And then like you said, then, then, then one day your body says, enough of this. Okay. Exactly. And that, yeah, because it was not my nature to do this. I was like in work, work always work in progress with a, with a, a company. And I, oh no, it was not for me. And my and my my body told me in a very very clear way. Well, right. <laughs> so. Right, and that's and that's exactly what you pointed out. That you, you know your body doesn't go into full crisis mode and tries to get your attention, but when you ignore it, it goes. Yeah. All right, we're gonna have to really make you pay attention the the hard way 
And then that's sometimes like what you're describing is you have some type of health crisis or something which you cannot ignore. There's just no way you can ignore it. And sometimes, and I've, I've heard of people that, like you said, they have a health crisis and then later on they'll admit, they'll say, you know what? I remember feeling this pain or I feel, I remember that, but I, I didn't go to the doctor. I didn't pay attention to it. I just, it was like, no, it's not important. And then, of and then, course, then it becomes important at the end because oh yeah, really we cannot keep just ignoring the signals. We, we, we should get the, the gift into exactly. this, the symptom. When we, when we finally, when we accept the gift inside the symptom, and then the symptom has no reason to stay. Right. Yes. Like there's something, once you acknowledge it, address it. Yeah. Whatever it is, like you said, what, whatever is the reason for it. Yeah. Maybe and it I, is something physical only. Who knows? Oh, well, for sure. If I, I, I'm open to, of course, I think there are some things that, but in some way, I think nothing is by just by chance. So there is a reason for yes, everything. Exactly. Nothing is what by I chance. Think, yeah. But, uh, but it's also true. Sometimes we cannot find an explanation. Sometimes it's too hard to find an explanation. I had, I had um, clients, uh, paralyzed clients, um sometimes some of them they have a wonderful attitude always finding the good mm-hmm. into their limit limitation someone else it can it can do this it, they just keep complaining for their right. situation because it's too big and so i don't bother them <laughs> with this right. story they need to be respecting their in their loss of a part of themselves so right I I believe there is something good in everything, but I can't force other people to, oh, no. to accept this if it's too hard for them. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes uh, we don't find the explanation, and sometimes we have not to find the explanation. Sometimes we have just to find the way to turn <laughs> yes. lead to gold. This is not a not easy, not easy for uh, sure. There mm-hmm. are there are some there are kind of diseases that are really beyond our ability to accept and yes. I respect this because uh, we, we don't uh, we, we are not the same and and it's everything must be accepted for, for what it is also reaction reactions well I think also and, and I'm sure you've run across it where sometimes like you said everybody wants to know why 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 and sometimes certain things happen and we're let's say let's use that example of a health something with your health a disease where you can ask why 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 and you're never going to get an answer as to why 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 or why me uh no yeah yeah and this is not the point mm-hmm. it's not the point why the, the why can be useful for someone for other right. people it's not useful at all because we have to focus we have always to focus on what we have forward what what we want to reach because if we if we look for the why, maybe we look at the past. Yes, exactly. The reason. So we go. We, we, we look at behind, but then our our body is built this way. We we, we mm-hmm. go where where we point our eyes. So exactly. If we want to, if we want to overcome, if we want to really uh, transform our situation, we have to look at what we want to achieve. Yes. This point forward. And yeah, forward. Look forward. Look. Uh, we ca- sometimes we cannot come back to our mm-hmm. health 
it was before, sometimes we, we can just move forward and find another level, another way to be healthy. And I found yes. I met people, people perfectly integrate, even if they are quadriplegic, even if they are mm -hmm. losing the ability to move. But it's incredible what they can do on another level. Yes. It's not because we have to be, uh, we, we have to pursue, pursue in integration like we have to be full, uh, we have to, no. <laughs> Sometimes surgery take off uh, a part of, of ourselves. It can happen. Yes. And then we can, we can be complete, doesn't matter, it's not this, it's not just the body, it's our way to feel ourselves and to draw to our uh, resources. This is the secret. Exactly. And you make a very good point that, and I think a lot of times people lose sight of their individuality as yeah. far as what's going on with them or what works for them or doesn't work for them. And I think that we've lost the art of introspection as far yeah. as not yeah. only disease, just for anything, because yeah. we're always too busy. <laughs> we're too busy. And like you said, we, the thinking that we do do is not about inside. It's more about doing whatever yeah. to do lists, uh, yeah, things like that. Sometimes we, we don't know any, uh, The reason why we are doing all this, this is uh, incredible. Sometimes right. we just do and we run one thing after, after the other and we, we lose the, the contact and, and the context. So why we are doing this? Oh, very <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's really funny how we can find yes. the answer just when we ask the right question to us, to ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. Monica, I wanted to thank you so much for spending this time here with me today. It has been fascinating. Um, are you working on any new books? Are, is there any project that you've got coming up for this year or later? Or yeah, I'm working. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm. I have so many ideas. <laughs> always, uh, always. Uh, I'm thinking maybe I could collect all my stories with uh, supernatural and create just uh, a book of uh, these funny things. Sometimes. Okay. Uh, the, the ghosts passing well my my friend and my my guests uh, ghosts are enough uh, uh, portrayed and turned to heal actually and okay. so I'm, I'm always thinking now am I, <laughs> I'm a work in progress right now I believe me sometimes but you know what that's where everything starts that that final whatever it is that's all where it starts at the germination the seed of the idea oh yeah sure and but and this is very important because, of course, our creativity, you know, where we get our ideas from, yes, then you, you, you nurture it until you get the progress. A lot of people sometimes they think, 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 and they never execute. Yeah, it's, it's, and then what, now my call is to create a workshop that is okay. a way on a, between a workshop and the show. Okay. In which I can dance, my, can, I can involve people, okay. and I can talk about these uh, uh, topics, but really involving people in healing. Just, yes. Uh, so this is my project now. I'm working on this. So we'll see. Yes, and and now that you brought it up, I'm going to ask you because they were the other day they were they were saying that one of you know before many years ago the problem with health the big scare was um, cigarettes and they're saying that okay. now yeah. one of the biggest threats to health is inactivity, people not moving oh. enough. 
Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. This is you true. know, we because of, you know, computers and uh, the phones and everything yeah. that, you know, the, the, the video games that one of the biggest problems that we have health wise across the board is yeah. people not moving enough. And you were and talking about movement. So I'm thinking exactly. <laughs> we need a lot of that. Exactly. Because and this my, my dream is really to go around the world and to give uh, this uh, insight to people like uh, mm -hmm. like a gypsy fairy okay. <laughs> around the world and bring this kind of awareness and make people able to move and dance and just feel in touch with themselves. Yes, so. <laughs> yes, of course that. Yeah, I, we, we, we sit too much, not watch TV on the computer at work. <laughs> You know, no. yes, I agree. I, told, I I myself, I'm guilty sometimes myself that sometimes I make myself go outside and say, I got to like, yes, you have to like make because I've, now so much of what we do is sitting down. And I totally agree as far as the movement and also the dancing part. I like that. We need to dance more. Well, least, I, I think so. we, maybe we'll, one day we will dance together. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. But anyway, Monica, I'm going to have a link to your website on the credits of the show. But anyway, if you want to give out your website, it's Monica-Canducci, C-A-N-D-U-C-C-I.com. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Now, if because of anything, and you're, uh, if anybody wants to uh, either f have your, find out what you're doing as far as, uh, as far as accepting clients or your books, they can just go to the website, right? Exactly. And then it's, it's a work in progress, my website also, okay. but I, I love to be in touch with people and uh, I'm, uh, I, I love more to work with groups than individuals because I know how much the alchemy in a group can yes. really help people to transform. Mm -hmm. So I'm always able to, uh, always happy to travel and bring this kind of awareness also. Absolutely around the world really i'm 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 ready to fly <laughs> let me tell you something of course you're move you're a mover and a shaker monica again thank you so much thank, thank you so you. very much it has been wonderful and i want you to have a fantastic weekend this here it's friday so you got the weekend to look forward to thank you so much darling why bye-bye bye-bye wow I mean, I wasn't kidding. I'm, I'm the first one. I'm guilty of the non-movement thing just because so much of what I do is tied into um, not moving. <laughs> it's like that. sometimes I force myself to go out, you know, and a lot of times I know there's a lot of people that say, oh, because when I was young, I was thinner. And it was because when you're young and you know what? I fall into that. I've said that and I said, come on, you know, when you have these moments of honesty with yourself, Nobody else in the Yeah, when I was younger I was thinner because I was more active. I remember, I mean you know, going from home, school, uh, you know, go out with my friends, go to the gym. Uh and sometimes in the gyms it, it was but it was like I well, there was always movement. Um I didn't spend as much time because, and I I know lifestyles change but activity and and by this uh i mean because a lot of people equate activity with i have to go to the gym or do exercises or get one of these you know um i remember when i was growing up sometimes my family you know it wasn't that long ago 
uh, we would say, oh, if, you know, like after it was a little bit dark, you know, we lived in a decent, you know, middle class neighborhood and we would go, oh, let's go walk around the block. And we would just, a group of us would walk and we'd talk and we've lost even that ability to walk around. And again, I'm going to, I've, I've done marathons. I've done uh, the 5Ks, which are great, by the way, you know, it's a little bit over three miles. But sometimes you don't even have to do that. And and the reason why I say this, because this is the way your subconscious works. Sometimes when you say, well, you know what? I'm going to participate in a marathon or a 5K or whatever, just walking, not even jogging. Somehow or other, you kind of detour yourself out of that. Whereas just going for a walk, going for a walk. I don't know if you live in a neighborhood or, you know, if you have pathway or like we did, which is residential and it was after dark. In other words, we weren't really doing it for the fact back then of exercising. We're just doing it like after dinner, it was dark. It was cool. Let's walk and we talk. And, um, besides the thing of the human communication thing that we've lost a little bit, that human exchange thing, um, you walked, you know, you, you walked after dinner, uh, there was, in other words, it wasn't like sometimes what we look at is when we look at workouts, I was like, oh my God, I, I got to do my workout. You know, uh. It was, it was pleasure. It was pleasurable. And I think somewhere or other, we've lost that thing of just doing that movement or that walking just for the sake of walking and making it enjoyable versus something that we have to absolutely do because if not, I got to lose weight or my health. And it was like, because I think that once you do it for the pleasure of it, and like I said, uh, you do it more often. Uh, that activity in and of itself is attractive to do it. And then, of course, you do it more often. And, you know, you're not you're not either. I mean, nobody was there looking at the clock saying, okay, how long does it take us? We, you know, we got to do it half an hour. No, we just walked and meandered and walked and talked. And, you know, so there's no clock and... I think that especially if somebody uh, wants to get into, let's say, some type of routine, and I'm going to use the exercise routine if you want to. One of the most difficult things sometimes for people to do is the consistency of it, okay? And it almost, I want to say sometimes, like I said, it becomes a duty. Uh, And sometimes in order to get into that habit where it's pleasurable, you have to make it pleasurable. Sometimes that's how you do it don't measure it so much it's more of uh, something to be enjoyed and then little by little your brain makes that connection as in this activity going walking is pleasurable I really enjoy it I have a good time there's no pressure I'm not watching the clock to make sure that I do it X amount of time or that you know and this fit people Fitbit don't 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 get mad at me but I don't have a Fitbit looking to see, you know, what's my heart rate or none of that. Okay, we're we're talking here ground level. Let me get from being a couch potato to doing activity. And this is how you do it. And I'm, I mean, this is how I relate to it. I know a lot of people. And then once you make that connection in your brain where it's pleasurable and you go, and of course what happens is you start feeling better. You start feeling, you know, you might be even sleeping better because, you know, depends on, you know, your digestion works better. Let's say you do it after dinner. Um, you know, your circulation and your body. Uh, in other words, there's no pressure, like I said, for time or certain things to happen while you're doing it. And if, again, if you're with somebody, you can talk. It's even better. And then 
to transition from that into, hey, you know what? Maybe I'm going to start making sure I do it for half an hour or I'm going to participate in the next 5K charity event, which is three miles. It doesn't seem such a stretch because that's how I did it once once upon a time. You know, I was doing the, as a matter of fact, I was doing long distance bicycling. And, um, it, it, you know, some people go, go into it cold turkey or some people don't because they scare themselves and, you know, because I would see all these super bicyclists with these super ultralight bikes and the really streamlined helmets. I was like, uh, I've got my Sears uh, three speed and, <laughs> and after a while, once I joined it, I realized everybody's doing their thing. Yeah. You'd have these people, like, Psh, they're gone. And then you'd have the regular people just like me. It's like, I'm going to do this. You know, like, and I remember I even have a friend of mine who had a little bike that we would call Pee-wee's bike because she had a bunch of crap on it, you know, like Pee-wee's bike. And the idea was just, we're going to get across it. And usually these, these, um, these routes were really pretty, you know, what they would, you know, have them through. And once you do it and, you know, you realize nobody's there to judge you, everybody's doing their thing. And the idea was just to complete it. And I think that, um, that's where you make the pleasure connection in your brain where you realize, wow. You know, this is not what I thought it was going to be. I had fun. And then the next time something comes up or more challenging, you're ready to do it. But anyway, that's a whole different. But I wanted to talk about that because Monica made a very, very good point as far as what she, about her mind-body connection, among other things that she teaches or she instructs on, is the movement. And sometimes we do have a lack of movement. And uh, I think... That maybe when we're young, we do it naturally. And as we get older, that's not because of the age, by the way. I'm not talking because of the age. I think it has to do because we have different responsibilities. Uh, our lifestyles also change, especially nowadays because, again, of technology, computers, blah, blah. And um, I think it's important throughout our lives. I know I feel better. And sometimes it's like that prodding yourself to do it, you know, when because you've got 20 things in your mind that you could think, I, I, I could make better use of this time to do this, this, and this, and I can sit and do my to-do list, or I could do my this, and I could do that, and there's a point that you have to say, stop, you know, stop, go outside, walk around, do whatever, and I want to make a big, because a lot of people think that, by the way, introspection is great, if all you can do is go outside and sit, whatever, but the good idea would be not to go outside and sit, the good idea would be to if you can, depending on the weather and where you're at, and if it permits, take off your shoes and get grounded and walk around and feel the grass if it, that's what's there between your toes. You know, of course, you're not going to do it where you could, you know, do anything to your feet. But it's like that moment where all of a sudden, you know, like it's like you feel time kind of slow down, like, uh, you know, almost like when you're a kid. All right. When you were a child, somebody would tell you a year and you'd go oh my god a year that'll be so long that's a long time as an adult you said year and you'll go oh that's a year it's like that's how i feel sometimes you know here you know we're in 2018 and it felt like the other day we were going into uh the 2000s you know we had that big scare that the economy was going to collapse because computers wouldn't know how to handle the 2000 thing and it's almost 20 years later but that's what I'm saying that I think for our best mind-body connection to integrate with what our world is now, it is what it is now. 
as human beings, we need to have those moments as much as we can afford to, whether it's a longer period or several ones during the day where we just slow down and we have a moment within ourselves and walk around and just zone out if that's what it is. And, you know, we're pay attention maybe to something that your body's trying to tell you, which is what Monica was talking about, you know, before your body goes, that's it. You're not listening. You know, like, and what happened to her? She had a problem with her heart to the point that she went in and she was um, diagnosed with, because of, you know, what, you know, what happened, that crisis that her body kind of like, where they were telling her she was epileptic and basically what she needed was to give her body a chance to kind of like get its equilibrium back. Like she said, sleep and all of a sudden, like give your body or everything to like, which by the way, I think sometimes sleep is something underrated by myself starting maybe sometimes when I was a teenager, I could easily sleep. I could sleep very little time I would go out, my next friend, my friends would be calling me in the morning, go, let's go to the beach, and I'd be, let's go. Or I could very easily sleep till 12, and I've lost that ability, especially after you have children. But yes, sleep is sometimes underrated uh, as far as how good it is for your body, for your mind, for everything. Okay, guys, I hope you like the show. I know I loved it. I love speaking to Monica again. Uh, her website is going to be on the credits of the show. But if you're listening to the podcast version, you can go to Monica, M-O-N-I-C-A dash Canducci, spelled C-A-N-D like David, U-C-C-I dot com. That's her website. If you want to get more information about Monica, about her books, she's written several books about healing uh, and also if you i don't know if she's she's like i said she's out of canada you know you want to get more information maybe on working with her the place to start is her website so again guys thank you so much for being part of my audience my true believers don't forget to send me your stories catch me on facebook and on twitter and instagram and uh for all of you of course you can find a podcast version of this you can go to miamigoschronicles.com we have links there or to all the most popular podcast platform, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Podbean. Just look for Miami Ghost Chronicles, Stories of the Supernatural, and you will find a podcast version of the show. And again, whatever, wherever it is that you find us, make sure to subscribe so you get notifications each and every time that you we release a show. And that way you can download the MP3 and you can listen to it at your convenience. So again, guys, it's a Friday for me. Whichever and wherever you're at when you're listening to the show, have a great day or a fantastic weekend. Take care.